right. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob ENT Podcast, the best sports podcast in New Jersey. Got a full squad on tonight. Fellas, how y'all doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to see I've got to be with you next here tonight. Yeah, I'm doing you know, good. <laughs> Make sure you <laughs> make sure you subscribe, rate, review, share it with your moms, your baby mother, your uncle, your cousin. Share it with all the naysayers you know. Let's sure make sure we get this out to the public on YouTube and all streaming platforms. Help us go far. College football playoffs has been nothing but exciting. It's lived up to every part of it. We got Michigan undefeated 14-0 against Washington. This is the fourth time that we've had an undefeated game for the title game. How y'all see this one going? You got the Wolverines. They have about 36, 37 sacks this year, but Washington has been voted as the best offensive line this year. should be interesting. Like, Washington's been battle-tested all year. Granted, they played in the Pac-10, but, like, Michael Penix is dealing right now. That game last week against Texas, he was he was on one. So he has another chance to up his stock in the upcoming draft. Um, but Michigan's, Michigan's tough, too. Like, that defense, that's what's carried them this whole way. Who was it? J.J. McCarthy. He had a good game last week. But I think – for them to slow down the high-powered Washington offense, they've got to run it. And Blake Corum, he's had a great year, probably like 25 rushing touchdowns. So I can see this being like a 28-24 game. I want Washington to win, but I wouldn't put it past Michigan to, to get the job done this time. And then, you know, Jim heads off to the NFL. Let's keep it real though. Michigan should have lost that game against Bama. Right or wrong? You could always do these shoulda, woulda, coulds, but you know. I'm just saying they they don't have reality. Drive, like their their defense is what scares me. Like they they folded. They they let def, uh Bama just drive right down the field like like it was nothing. They were really about to lose if, you know, the center <laughs> could have got a, a better snap. Jalen Milrow would have swung that pass out. Um, had time at least to, to look at it rather than just run right up the gut. But um, I, I think that's my concern with Michigan is, is their defense. Their offense, we, we know they can move football downfield. We know they have the pieces in Corm and, and Roman Wilson and whatnot. And, and J.J. McCarthy is obviously a, a great talent for, for them at quarterback. But it, it's their defense that I have concerns about in crunch time being able to get stops and end the game uh, when, when they should. I left that game very unimpressed by that naysayer playing QB for the uh, Alabama for Alabama. Um, I just thought. <laughs> that naysayer, bro. I, I left not nah, for real though. Like I, I left that game unimpressed by him. So I, you know, he just left a lot of throws out there on the field that I feel like he could have made, and you know, he, he has he's come a long way as a passer to start the season, but it's clearly there's still a lot of room for improvement for him. You know, but, you know, it kind of reminds me of Jalen Hurts a little bit early on. But I don't know if Jalen Hurts was ever that raw. But you know what? Jalen Hurts was damn near a running back. I, I, at that one point, I thought it was Derrick Henry back there lining up trying to take a snap. Here we uh, go. <laughs> propaganda that you be saying about Jalen Hurts. I, 
Uh, yo, I, I feel yo. what you're saying though. Didn't it look like him? Like it looked. I, I just looked. They just looked uh, similar, you know. And you know, if Derrick Henry played quarterback, I imagine that's what he would look like. Jalen Hurts in college, you you know. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I mean, it, with this game, I guess the, only, the thing I walk away from and being interested in is you know, the corners for Michigan seem to be really really good. They seem to have good DBs, are or pretty good DBs. I want to see them up against the wide receivers, that old Dunze guy, um, and there's the Polk, um, old Dunze and Polk, the receivers for um, Washington, who are both going to be, you know, first, second round picks. Um, so I'm interested to see that. And I think Odunze probably goes top 15 or earlier than that. So I'm interested to see that. And obviously I'm interested to see what uh, Pennings does against that defense because I think it'll test him. I'm disappointed because I don't think that Washington defense is going to test uh, McCarthy enough. That's my concern. And I think that if Michigan could run the ball and just run the air out the ball and keep uh, your boy on the sideline, then uh, they won't. They'll, they'll win the game. I think Michigan has an advantage because they're going. They can win the trenches, defensively and offensively. But they can, and they're going to give the ball to the little short light skinned dude, and you're going to, you know, get corn, corn, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're going to give him the ball, and he's going to, he's going to get tough yards. And so that's that's the concern. If you're a Washington fan, is just hey, they could just take the air off the ball, and you know you're not getting the ball over to your to your uh, quarterback to lead you down the field and make plays. That's the concern. But I think that uh, Penix has a golden opportunity to make himself some money. I don't think that McCarthy's going to change people's opinions of him in this game because of the way that they play. It's just the nature of the way that Michigan chooses to play football. Uh, very conservative style, run the ball right. They don't ask him to do to, to do too much, uh, but. If Penix can win this game, in spite of what I'm saying, like because Michigan has a clear trench advantage defensively, um, and I, th- I even think offensively, honestly, especially offensively with their offensive line against their D- against Washington's D line. So if Penix can win the game, in spite of that, he's gonna shoot in the top five. This I game, think, this game, what are you saying? I, I agree with you. I think win or lose, though, he 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 may shoot himself in the top five depending on how he plays. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's one of the best deep ball throwers in college football currently. Yeah, he might be the best. I, people say Jaden Daniels is the best. I, I didn't see enough of him, but I he he looks impressive. But I just the release he has is incredible. I mean, he and he, we're not talking about Tua. Like he's gonna get Tua's comparisons because they're both left-handed, which is lazy. Nah, like he throws ropes and he's bigger, he's stronger. Um, obviously he's he's been through more injuries, uh, you know, and that's concerning. But his his physicality and the way he throws a football that thing comes out there quick he he had throws a really nice ball the ball spins a ton in the air it, it, it has a lot, nice velocity on it and he's incredibly accurate um throwing it to all parts of the field so there's nothing to not like about his game besides the injuries if not for the injury concern he's locked the top five now if he can go out there and beat up on this defense and just make them look silly a big 10 defense which is no joke it's gonna he's gonna be a top five pick um the, he won't fall past the giants or hopefully at the end of this weekend the the commanders or something like that are picking five and giants or higher but he won't fall past the five pot spot that's the way i look at it he, he's got all the tools you could ask for out of a starting quarterback i mean you mentioned injury concerns too right like i, I was hearing all the chatter about his, he has torn acls in the past but like he's overcame that right and a lot of players in their college careers for whatever reason tear their acls right and then they bounce back and it's not a concern anymore like i, I think at some point, people got to stop holding that against him because if you watch him play and you watch him move in the pocket, he he's making people miss in the pocket. He's sliding when he needs to slide. He's stepping up when he needs to step up, and he's still able to make those those big time throws. And on top of that, we we've all seen him run right. Like I heard something like this year is the most he's ever rushed in his career. So like 
going off of the the ACL injuries that he's had in the past, like that that really shouldn't be a concern anymore, given what we've already seen this year. Why wouldn't it though? Because it's 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 it's, it's an injury that has become, I I feel like more normal. A lot of people tear their ACLs and they come back fine and and have normal fine careers the surgeries are different than they once were the the timelines have been moved up in terms of recovery time you know it's it's an injury that doesn't take or, or shouldn't be viewed as scary as it once was 10 years ago because of the the rehab process right we've seen guys defy odds time and time again since at least in the more recent years and, and yeah i'm probably referring to guys in the pros but um with with the way that they have like the, the access that these players have to some of these rehab programs, to the, the trainers that they have, to the surgeons that they're getting uh, their surgeries done by, like, it's just different. You know, a torn ACL isn't what, what it once was. Yeah, but he's torn it twice. Same knee. Torn it yeah. twice. Yeah. Dislocated shoulder. Like, it's not like it's just one injury. He's had a few. That's why he's been in college for so long. So I think he's in an optimal place to be playing right now with Washington like the environment's perfect he doesn't really have to worry about scrambling or you know I think last game yeah he had to move around the pocket a little bit but if you're drafting that high you probably don't have a good offensive line so you got to worry about that too yeah 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 that's that's real I mean that I think the energy concern is I, I see what Chris is saying I just feel like hurt guys get hurt like that, guys who get hurt, get hurt. I, you know, I know it sounds it's not a uh, like a revelation of a, of a quote, but it's just real. Like, you know, I, I just think about Daniel Jones. Like he's been hurt a million times, and he got he had injuries going back to high school, and so the Giants ignored those signs. And all that's happened to him since he's gotten to the NFL. If you really think about his career, is just co- consistently getting injured. And yeah, the old line's bad. I get it, but I mean, Joe Burrow took a beating. And he's 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 he, you know he's all right. I set up a calf injury. He's been fine. I know the ACL he had, but he's been fine, right? The, we had we have a guy with neck injuries in Daniel Jones, you know. So I, I I have my concerns about his injuries. It doesn't mean that you should look at it all the same way in a vacuum when you're evaluating a quarterback and whether or not you should take him. But you have to take into consideration that I'll say this though. I, I he's such a good thrower of the football that I don't think I'd pass on him. That's uh, also my point, though. You just brought it up with, with Daniel Jones, right? The teams that are picking in in these spots where they have a chance at getting him, they don't have the luxury on, on passing because they're concerned about injuries because then who are you left with, right? So at yeah. some point, you're going to have to make a decision on on who's on the board and, or whatnot and really, you know, say, hey, this guy's had a few injuries. Am I going to pass on him? Because what other option do you have? You're already in a, in a crappy situation, whether you have a bad line or, or not. You know, it, you're good. You need someone that has the skill that you're looking for. And if he's someone that has had great flashes but also has been injured, does the risk outweigh the reward? It, it definitely does. You have to you have to take as many cracks at it as you can for a first round quarterback. I mean, the, the Cardinals did that it, going from Josh Rosen and giving up on Josh Rosen after a year or two. I think they knew after a year he wasn't going to be good. And then went Kyle Murray. It, it's just a smart move. And that's why Chicago was going to get uh, Justin Fields up out of there. I don't really care what kind of, um, you know, uh, you know, air, air bud moment he had uh, last weekend. You know, it, at the end of the day, they're going to go pick Caleb Williams and reset the quarterback clock. And they're probably going to fire the coach. Um, and go from there. I think Poles will keep his job with the coach to get fired, and they're going to go from there. That's just that's just my take on it. But 
yeah, you take as many chances as you can as a quarterback. So, yeah, he's not going to go – he's not going to fall past five. The guy who's interesting in this game is J.J. McCarthy because I don't know where he goes in this draft. And I know I, – I'm I'm concerned that we're hyping J.J. McCarthy up because he's white. I think that – and he goes to Michigan. And Tom Brady was went to Michigan. I think it's a lot of that. I'm not saying he's not talented. I just – you know, they don't ask him to do a lot. And we don't know that he can do a lot because they don't ask him to do a lot. And he and I and, and he missed some throws that concerned me in that game against Alabama. I, I you know throwing the ball behind guys a little bit, just missing some easy reads that I was just like, I, I don't know, man. I don't I don't think this guy's a franchise quarterback. I think he's you know he's a guy you pick and he's he's kind of a Brock Purdy type, you know, where you if you get great play from him, it's because he's in a great system and he's able to operate your system at a high level, you know. So I have my concerns about him too, but that's my take on him. I think he's being overrated because of where he goes to school. Um, and with the supporting cast he has around him. And I don't know that he's going to be worthy of a, of, a, of a first overall pick. I feel I feel about him the way I feel about Bo Nix. Does that make sense? I think he's in that class. I think there are two different classes. I think there's... He would be a perfect fit in Pittsburgh with the Steelers. Here you go. Here they you need go. a quarterback. Here you go. <laughs> they do. I'm saying, you know, Kenny Pickett ain't it. I, 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 she knows that. <laughs> Before before we move on to the next topic, I saw a couple of tweets. A couple of people came out on different radio shows and said that they actually would take Dunze over Marvin Harrison Jr. If y'all are in the position to draft and y'all need a wide receiver, which wide receiver are y'all taking? I mean, it's all all about preference. Like I feel like Marvin, he doesn't really do anything bad. Like he's been like he's the he was raised by a Hall of Famer. So I think I'm going for the traits, and I think he's a technician already. I think he's going to be really good in the NFL, depending on where he goes right off the bat. Um, you know, Doomsday, I think if he's in a, a good landing spot, then, yeah, he could be also a good receiver right off the bat. But, man, I, I, I don't see how you can pass on Marvin Harrison. Like, even in a, a suboptimal position this year he was with that quarterback playing who funny enough transferred he still was able to win the Belinikoff award and be named the top receiver in the country so mm-hmm. with that being said I don't know why you would pass on Marvin Harrison and I think I think the broader audience has watched Marvin Harrison more no I think a lot of people would go that route and agree with Miles just because you you know what you've seen and you know what you're used to and Man, watching Marvin Harrison Jr. climb the ladder and, and make some of those big-time contested catches, we've seen time and time again from him, this is – he was definitely raised by Hall of Famer to Miles' point. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, I guess the only, only thing that's coming to my mind is just kind of like – we talk about the draft, we talk about value, and if Neighbors is right there behind both those guys and he's going to go top 10 too, he's, he's mocked top 10 and – Every time he catches the ball, it's a big play because he and he's at LSU. They produce what great wide receivers. You know, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either either of the three. Uh, I don't know that one's gonna be so much better than the other. You know what I mean? Like I think Mar- Marvin is is special, but like and look when you have that quarterback, when you have that quarterback who's throwing the ball, you know, and you're, you're successful with him because McCord he had he had games where he had 289 yards and McCord's throwing the football. That is outrageous. So you, you got to be special to do that, to catch those those jail balls he's throwing you and go to the crib. 
Um, so maybe, maybe I, I take him because of that. I think I just talked myself in real time on the show into taking Marvin Harrison over anybody else because of that. Because that's impressive. That guy was throwing him hospital footballs all the time, and he's over here just catching touchdowns anyways. He's incredible. Now, looking at it, yeah, I mentioned Michael Pinnock Jr. has had a great college football playoff, so much so that we're talking about he's possibly going to be top five pick, depending on how you play. You definitely, his stock has risen. Each of y'all let me know one to three people who comes to mind of big game, big time players when it comes to college football. Who are your top three? If you want to give me three, if you want to give me one that comes to mind, you might mention OJ Simpson. You might mention Barry Sanders. Who comes to mind when you think about big game, big time players for college football? I feel like Vince Young, like right off the bat for me, because growing up that Texas USC classic is what comes to mind. Like they weren't supposed to even be close in that game. And Vince basically put the team on his back. So I think that was one of the most clutch performances by a player in, you know, college football history. Hey, that's a good one. Greg has some good ones too. Go ahead, Greg. Okay, I said Joe Burrow, that's why. <laughs> yeah, bro. I said Joe Burrow. I mean, I, this, I this is a lot harder though. Than, than I thought it would be. Yeah, because I think you could go to Sean Watson. Uh, you could, you could Sean Watson. Didn't he win a Natty? Yeah, he beat the Bama that one year. Yeah, he, that's a big time. That's, that's worthy of putting yourself, vaulting yourself into this conversation. The Sean Watson, Joe Burrow, obviously. I want to, you know, take all the possible answers away from Chris, but you know, Cam Newton is another one. Um, AJ McCarron, four Bama, two national titles back to back in eleven and twelve. Yeah, AJ McCarron. AJ well, McCarron, he, yeah. he was a dog. He was he came in the playoffs. He was, he was. I, I all I remember is all I remember is the NFL career. I would say Tebow for sure. Tebow. Oh yeah, yeah. T Timothy, Timothy was nice. He brought up McCarron only because he played for the Bengals. So oh, you see where this is going. He still, he still plays. He's the backup for the Bengals right now. That's crazy. He's still out here. Has a job. He's, uh, he's yeah. He's second string right now. No, nah, but the UFL. <laughs> So more Americans put on their put on their their you know what during this hard time, and AJ McCarron kept his job. It's crazy. It's enough to drive you to be a Republican. What you mean? God, I'm just I'm just ranting for no reason. Well, you know what tomorrow is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, th this was a lot harder than I thought, though, in terms of because the the people that you think of, you go and look at their stats and like, eh. You know, it, it's is normal, right? Compared to other people's stats, Deshaun Watson stood out. Obviously, throwing close to I think fifty touchdowns um, his, his senior year, and and obviously winning a national championship. Joe Burrow went absolutely nuclear with with sixty touchdowns in his senior year. Um, you know, close to six thousand passing yards, and and those numbers stand out because when you look at other quarterbacks during that time, Trevor Lawrence, those guys weren't even sniffing you know, the 5,900 something yards that Joe Burrow threw for. So um, it's crazy. But if if you want to go old school, Tone mentioned OJ Simpson. I'll throw out another name. Tony Dorsett for, for Pitt led. Uh, he held like the NCAA um, all-time rushing record for like 22 years in, in each of his like four years, I believe. He's had over a thousand yards. Uh, never had under a thousand yards in a single season. I think games back then were like twelve games in in a season. So, um, yeah, Tony Dorsett was a dog. 
Cardell Jones, too. That's another one that people sleep on for what he did at Ohio State that one year, leading them to the national championship. I think that was with Zeke, too. But for him to come off the bench and play like that, he almost vaulted into the first-round conversation off of, like, two or three games. So I would have to put him up there if we're talking about big-game players or that came up big in a big-time moment. Shoot, then you got to say two or two. Well, Tua, Tua coming in for Hurts and, and taking over and, and changing the trajectory of Alabama's win percentage in that game? I no? I mean, no, yet. you could. Tua came in and balled out fresh off the bench. And they had no tape on him. He was true, but, but Tua also wasn't probably expecting to play. He wasn't expecting for Jalen Hurts to get benched. And that, that goes back too to like I know we talk about it with Brock Purdy, but like I guess it's a little different, but the level of preparation that you have to come prepared with for, for your moment, right? Well, like they say, you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. Benchmark, we out. Peace. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> Hey, so you just mentioned, I just want to ask, right? So you just mentioned, right, Trevor Lawrence, and he wasn't even sniffing the numbers yeah. that they was doing, right? Are there any question marks this season on Trevor Lawrence and how he's been playing? He's had a relatively good year, in my opinion, besides the, the injuries that are starting to spark now. I mean, when, when you look at some of the games that he's played, he he's he's gone to the finish. You know what I mean? He he's had he's had and it's crazy to see where the Jags are at now, right? Because it seemed like a few weeks ago, maybe, maybe like five weeks ago, everyone had them locked up to win their division and in a, a lock to go into the playoffs. And now they're kind of fighting for their lives in terms of winning that division and getting into the playoffs. And and some of that has been due to injury in, in Trevor Lawrence's performance. But um, I think he's going to be fine. I really do. He He's one of the quarterbacks in that class that you, you just don't have to worry about. I mean, you I hear what you're saying. But at the same time, the way they hyped him up and saying he's like the best quarterback coming out since Peyton Manning. Yeah. You would think that he'd be putting up 40 touchdown passes a year. He would be up is, there. Is with that his Joe fault? Burrow. I mean, they got Calvin Ridley this year. They've got Etienne. They had Evan Ingram, who has 100 catches this year. So, yeah. I like they're lacking for weapons. So, I mean, yeah, he's had a good season on paper. You say the same about Russell Wilson, but like when you take a step back and look at the film, there's been games where he doesn't look like a number one pick. Like he looks like, like a mid tier quarterback. Um, yeah. There's definitely consistency issues for sure. That's concerning. That's concerning. When you talk about quarterback play, it's a bigger deal than people would like to let on uh, consistency and, all that stuff, regardless of situation. I trust me. I made it. I made uh, a name for myself making excuses for Daniel Jones because of situation and uh, the lack of consistency there. And he had he had never even been that good. That's so I can't even one. imagine how frustrated it is for a Jaguars fan who went and drafted this kid and they told you he's he's the, he's Jesus reincarnate playing quarterback, and you know he doesn't go out there and <laughs> he doesn't go out there and play as well as you would as you would hope he did, and, and he doesn't live up to the billing. So. It, there, it's, it's situations a part of it, but there's really, I mean, look, 
certain quarterbacks can overcome it. I, like I said, I saw Joe Burrow do it. I know Joe Burrow is one of one, but I saw him do it. So what's the excuse for a guy, Trevor Lawrence, who they told me was more talented than Joe Burrow ever was? See what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I do. And, and now that I look at his stats a little closer, 19 touchdowns this year, 12 interceptions. Come on, bro. That Yeah, th- I mean, those aren't <laughs> – to your point with the weapons that he has and Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and some of those other guys – Evan Ingram, who, who's been great since going leaving the Giants and, and going to Jacksonville, your numbers should be higher than what they are. Is he a top ten quarterback? Mm-hmm. Honestly, what do you think? No, I think we can I name ten quarterbacks easily right now that are above Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, that Dak is better than him this year. Yeah, and Purdy, Dak. Lamar. Did you say Purdy? Yeah, Purdy's better than him this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no way around. Joe Burrow, it. Josh Allen, Mahomes, maybe even Tua. Honestly, Tua, Tua is this year, Tua. right? Jalen, for the most part, ah, uh, no, no, yeah, Jalen. Jalen's at seventeen interceptions, right? Seventeen, eighteen. No. He doesn't have seventeen interceptions. Come on, seventeen man. turnovers. Excuse me, turnovers. Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Hurts. Oh, Jalen. Jalen. Not Jalen Hurts ain't in the conversation, dog. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so he's not in the conversation. Uh, he he's not better than Trevor Lawrence right now. What are we talking about? We're, we're talking about this year, not uh, well. See that that's what that's where the distinction needs to happen. Are we talking about a top he's ten here. quarterback in this league or top ten this year? Because there's a difference there. What what is it this year or, did, or what, overall? What are we talking about? That's what I'm asking. This yeah, year, this about. year. Oh, this, no, this no, year. no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, Jalen, Jalen, that Nasir got to go. That Nasir got to go. What you mean? He got to go. I guess. Uh, is he is he is he better than in Miles? Is he better in your eyes? He said he gotta go. I guess <laughs> he's tight. <laughs> I don't, is he better than Trevor Lawrence this year? I think so. Why? Yeah, he had some down games, but in the earlier in the season, he had some great games against some good teams. But like down the stretch, play calling's been an issue. Uh, a lot of issues it is going on with this he, team. So. But it's okay, Miles. You gonna you gonna blame play calling though? What they're calling say, for heads? They're calling for heads in Philly right now. They call for heads anyways. It doesn't make a difference if they they underachieving. So anybody's gonna get called out for. It. They want Sirianni out of there too. It's it's it, it's it. Huh? Yo, his, his miles. His numbers aren't that much better. Who he, he has he has twenty three passing touchdowns and fourteen interceptions, and and he has, I think, four more fumbles. Jalen hurts. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got like uh, what is it? Ten touchdowns are getting pushed in the ass by his wide his goal line or something like that, right? How many of those you got? Yeah, <laughs> a ton. You got a touchdown, right? You see, don't you see? You see, this is cra- and he's not an Eagles fan, folks. That's nasty. That's nasty work. What do you mean? It's nasty that you think that Trevor Lawrence is playing better right now than Jalen Hurts. I would take Trevor Lawrence over over Jalen Hurts right now, bro. Bro, Trevor Lawrence has gotten progressively worse as the season's gone on. What about Jake Browning? What are you talking about? Like we already dealt with two years of this Daniel Jones stuff. Like we're not about to talk about. <laughs> yo, that. I and, and I and I moved off that. I, I, I yo, I'm, I'm a, I was critical of Trevor Lawrence. You didn't, you didn't move off it. You were forced off it. What, what do you? Let's uh, be clear. What do you? <laughs> what do you mean? Clear. It wasn't by it wasn't by choice of of your own. Smart decision that you moved off it. You saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. It, it, 
come on. He finally looked at the tape. He was like, damn, this is what nah, he you see, don't do it. So actually, yes, Miles. Yes. Yes, is right. I did look at the tape. There, there, there are things I don't like about Daniel Jones. We don't got to get into all that again because I think people are just tired of hearing me talk about Daniel Jones about the bit. Um, I tried to tell you that, but you just didn't listen. Oh, shut up. But at the end of the day, that's that's the reality. Like, okay, I, so I was hard on Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't been that good, but has Jalen hasn't been that good either. All Jalen doing throwing bubble screens all day or throwing a deep ball. Take away the deep ball, and I go, all you doing is throwing bubble screens. That's it. That's it. Like I said, the play calling is night and day. The two coordinators that they had last year got head coaching jobs. I'll, yeah. I'll take Gino over Jalen Hurts mm, this year. Oh, this year. <laughs> what the hell is going on right now? I don't understand this. Hold up, hold up. Let me pull up Gino's stats. Bro, but so, you can't just go solely off stats because then, like. What do you mean? No. I, the Seahawks, I, I agree. You can't go solely off stats. I actually agree with that. You, you can't, but the, the Seahawks hold are up, in a very hold on, hold on. Wait, position. Wait, 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 wait. So, who's playing better right now, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Okay. Well, Josh Allen has 15 rushing touchdowns. He's got like 30-something touchdown passes. But the stats say something else, right? Okay, but we, we've all seen the the interceptions and, and the costly turnovers that yeah. Josh Allen also has this year. Yeah, you, you know by watching the games, and you you he's got that narrative about him now, that he's going to turn that ball over at least once a game. He will give it to you at least You once. can't trust him. But that's Jalen. But to be fair, and I love that Miles did this full circle, that's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts going to give it to you at least once. You're going to say, hey, man, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yo, I, you know, I'm going to just wait. Till, you know, wait till the playoffs because, yo. What's going to happen in the playoffs? If they do make a run. What's going to happen? They're not making no run. Who, who, they, right. who they are is who, who they've been is who they're going to be when the lights get brighter. It's yeah. only going to get hotter over there. It's only going to get more pressure for these guys. Facts. These coordinators going to turn into, turn into uh, uh, the what, what the best coordinators in the world when the playoffs come around and they couldn't do it in the regular season? Please, bro. Naysayer, please. Oh, man. Now, y'all mentioned, <laughs> mentioned the Jags fighting for a playoff spot. AFC is still some spots open. Jags, Texans, Colts specifically. Who do you think gets in in that division? Who wins that division? I want the Texans. I mean, do they still have a shot? They won last week, so I think so. They won last week. I think they, they they lost week before that. I I don't know what the I match. Think, is. I think something's got to go their way. Put it the Jags and the Colts to lose. But the Colts are in a good position, aren't they? Yeah, we're not. You see, because we're not going to. Well, the Texans and the Colts play each other, so that's one domino that could fall. And then the Jaguars play the Titans, which they should beat them. But we saw what happened uh, that year with the Colts, who lost number one and fifteen team. Yeah. I, what we're not going to do is sit here and act like we know the situation in the AFC South by heart and we just that locked in. If we give it, if we being honest, no one give a damn about that division. No one. Now, now, if the Giants don't draft the quarterback, I'll be rooting for the Texans next year because I'll be rooting for CJ Stroud. That's my guy. That's he's got better numbers than Hurts. Just saying. Oh, Stroud's better than him. Stroud's better than him. I, I, Miles I, will say you. Wait, CJ, CJ Shroud, CJ Shroud right now is better than Jalen Hurts. Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing that. I CJ Shroud better than a lot of quarterbacks though. He better than he's better than a lot of guys in the league right now. He better. He's, than, top, he's top ten quarterback. Yeah, he's top ten quarterback. He better than Tua. He better than the Tua man. Um, yeah, I, I don't got a problem doing that. He, he better than Kirk. Uh, obviously, 
He's better than uh, who else? Who else, man? There you go. Get your takes off now. Is he better than Kyler? Mm. You went this far. You might as well. Kyler, Kyler, Kyler's really good. Like I, I'm a fan of Kyler. I, I, I've been consistent about that on this podcast. I'm a fan of Kyler Murray. And the, and the Cardinals aren't drafting the quarterback for a reason, by the way. They're not about to draft one. They're going to get Marvin Harrison. Um, so, no, I'm not going to say that. But things better than Jalen Hurts ain't that crazy. Jalen Hurts just started, just started throwing the spirals like two years ago. What? what, what why is that, that crazy? <laughs> if Jalen Hurts and the Eagles didn't go to the Super Bowl last year, it would be a different conversation. More people would back you for sure. Yeah, I know. They went to the Super Bowl last year. He, he did a great job. He did a great job. But I've always said, and you see, this is why people don't listen. I always said this. I said, he's in a phenomenal situation. He is. And you have to factor that in when you talk about the judgment of Jalen Hurts. It don't mean you don't give him credit. But you have to, I look at him like he's he's very talented. And he's more talented than Brock Purdy is. So he deserves credit. And, and, and so it's a different conversation. But it's the same in the sense that they're both in great, great environments and ecosystems that allow them to be successful. That's what I'm saying. And so and now these come back down to earth. It just it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me because if things weren't perfect from from the rip, then all we would know Jalen, all we would know Jalen hurts for is the way it, it hurts to watch him throw the football sometimes. Oh my god, yeah, this, yeah, this is one of the craziest episodes, man. Yo. The way you're like. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, what what part do you disagree on? Maybe our wives and girlfriends, girlfriends would know him too, I guess, because the whole, you know, because he'd be on, he'd be on uh, on his GQ, uh, GQ stuff, I guess. Lindsay don't know that naysayer. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay ain't in the market of who he's trying to appeal to, my guy. There you go. But I feel like that's the thing, though. Like you talk about, like he's in the perfect ecosystem. Well, like. Isn't that the goal to get every quarterback in a very good position? Because you see what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't look like the guy that we've been hyping up all these years this year. That's fair. He's had a rough year. And what does that come down to? He's got Kelsey and he's got Rasheed Rice. And then he's yeah. got Kadarius Tony, who's basically a uh, healthy scratch now. So. That's the thing. When you talk about like a perfect environment for the quarterback, sure. You can't like really fault Hurts for what he walked into. Like, look what Carson Wentz was doing before he got there. Like he got benched for him. And then the next year, Jalen Hurts, that was basically his rookie year, learning on the fly. Then the next year, he's the MVP if he doesn't get hurt. So I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not I'm not going for it. Like Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback. He's a top 10 quarterback. Just because he's having a down year, like are you taking Patrick Mahomes out of the top 10 because he's you know it's different. You know it's different cuz he's throwing cuz Jalen Now that's a real conversation though. That because I was thinking I was thinking about this last week like yo, he's not he hasn't looked good. Where yeah, he's not impressive with, without without Obviously, last year was different. He he's still impressed without Tyreek Hill, but now with Kelsey struggling too, and and it's not people just want to put the blame on the receivers. It's it's more than that. I I uh, well, I thought it was a lot of it was the receivers, and then I think that once you once you don't trust your receivers, 
now you're in a messy situation. Now you're, the, the, the mistakes start to stockpile and it, it leads into other mistakes. And so, yeah, you know, I think I think that that's part of it for him. Like, I just think it's a confidence thing. His confidence is, is being shaken for the first time in his career because when he throws a good pass, these guys ain't catching it. And Kelsey ain't even been Kelsey. Kelsey ain't even been himself. And, you know, we could say it's for whatever reason. I think it's because the defense isn't shifting over other ways to go guard anybody else. They're worried about him and it's taking him, they're taking him out of the, the game uh, and making him relatively ineffective, at least by his standards. But I, I still look at it differently than Jalen Hurts. Come on, guys. Patrick Mahomes has earned, he's earned a reprieve. He's earned a, 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 a pass from people, from the general public for his play this year because he's been that good. We know what it is when things are right. Um, Jalen Hurts has had a, a great season. A one. One great NFL for like he's been a starter for three years. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm like he hasn't he don't got the he hasn't got he doesn't have the equity with with the general public like that Patrick Mahomes has. Patrick Mahomes has earned the earned the break. Jalen Hurts, I'm not saying you should bury him. He's earned the break. Oh my god. I I'm not saying we should bury Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that like this this season hasn't gone as well up to you know as well as it should have, and he's a part of it. What how big a part? You, that's up for you to decide. You can blame the, the coordinators. You can blame Sirianni. That you know, there's a lot of things that you could blame, I guess. But he's a part of the. He's a part of what's gone wrong this season. He's turned that. He's turned that thing over left and right. Like I said, it's, it's Merry Christmas for people out there. Now, uh, even crazier aspect on the AFC before we talk about NFC because it's not as complicated. So the Bills right now are the sixth seed. If the Bills lose they could be out of the playoffs but if the bills win they can go all the way to the second seed and they win the division and the dolphins will drop to the sixth seed having to see the chiefs in the first round in kansas city how do you see that panning out does buffalo come through and win against the dolphins or the dolphins continue their pretty good season and keep that number two seed i think they lose i hope it works out like that because I, I think Dolphins going to Arrowhead and win it. I, I truly believe that. I think Mike McDaniels, I think that would be a game where he shows up coaching-wise. And I think Tyreek would get up for that. You know, what? Revenge game for, for him. Him him and Tua, ball out, Jalen Waddle, all them guys. Um, especially with, with the issues that the Chiefs have now, right? With their receivers dropping the ball, their defense not looking too hot. Like they started off hot earlier in the year. If that happens and, and, and the Chiefs get the Dolphins round one of the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of Chiefs fans that are worried. And that would be funny if Tyreek Hill is the one who knocks them out. Um, but you got to see. Like, Waddle's hurt right now. He's kind of banged up. The ankle injury, the foot injury, whatever it is. They need him back in order to be what they are in my opinion. Like, the one thing that's kept the Chiefs where they are is their defense. Like, the defense has played at an elite level this year. The offense hasn't matched that, so that's why they they are where they are. But um, if the Bills are able to beat, beat the Dolphins on Sunday, that's the biggest threat, I think, to Baltimore in the playoffs, if they're able to make it, like like you said. If they lose, then things get a little dicey. They need something to go right for them. But I think the Bills, since they've fired 
Dorsey, they looked like a totally different team. They're utilizing the run game a little more, more screens. Josh Allen's not having to, you know, play hero ball as much. So, yeah, I think besides Baltimore, that's the biggest threat in the AFC. Now, when you look at it NFC-wise, the biggest thing that's going down in the NFC is the NFC South and really who wins the division for the NFC East, whether it's the Cowboys or Philadelphia Eagles. NFC South-wise, Falcons, Bucks, or Saints, who do you think gets in? Matter of fact, that's not even a good question because they all boo you. Who do you think actually has the best chance to win or upset a team that first round, Falcons, Bucks, or Saints? To the Bucks. I mean, the way Baker's been playing, granted, they played terrible last week. Um, but like he's got weapons everywhere. The defense has been playing pretty solid. Um, yeah, that would be my my pick. I don't think any of those teams make any noise, but if like a team were to make noise, I think yeah, I'd have to go with Tampa Bay and and yeah, I think Baker's had a resurgence this year and who knows? Anything can happen in the playoffs. That's why I'm just waiting for week 18 to be over because I just want to see some meaningful football again. Yeah, that definitely agree with Miles. Do we think, real quick before we move on, Tone, is Baker going to be the starting quarterback again next year in Tampa Bay? Yeah. Yeah. What other choice do they have? <laughs> They're not good enough to drop the quarterback. Oh, yeah. that's, that's worth it. That's worth the damn. They, they have to. They have to run him back out there. Was was he? He was on a one year deal. Yeah, yeah. but don't give him another deal. You know, yeah. it ain't. It ain't like Baker's in a. I mean, he he'll have some suitors, I guess, but um, he he'll be back there. Yeah, there's yeah, no like, reason for him to leave anyway. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. Unless they, I don't know if they're gonna resign Mike Evans, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, they, they probably won't, so that'll be interesting. Next year, it could change this situation greatly because I know his favorite target this year has been Mike Evans. So, you know, we'll see. But, it, you know, in Baker's case, you'll take whatever they give you these days. You're lucky to have a job. Oh, you played well this year, so you've earned, you've earned some, some leeway. I'll give you that. Perfect question, though, I want to ask because it's been, it's been a little chatter, a little stuff going on with the Cleveland Browns. I know we talk about the NFC, but Chris brought up the perfect question to make me think about. Next season, what do the Browns do? Joe Flacco mm-hmm. has this offense looking completely different. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper and Njoku, I know they team Flacco. Next year, what do the Browns do, especially if he has some playoff success? We saw the Nasty Man this year. The Nasty Man did not play well. Deshaun Cosby has not looked like the Deshaun Cosby knew over at the Texans or in college, like we mentioned earlier. What do the Browns do if y'all in the Browns position? What y'all do? They have no choice but to play Deshaun Watson. Like, his contract's fully guaranteed. There's no way you get out of it. And even if you did, you'd be in cap hell. So (laughs) you have to play him. Even if you, you, like you said, Joe Flacco's looked a lot better than what Deshaun has this year. Cool, but they hitched their ride to Deshaun Watson, so they kind of have to go down with the ship at this point and just hope that maybe next year he'll, you know, show some signs of Houston Deshaun. But yeah, it's not it's not looking good two years in. If if I were the Browns, bro, 
I would uh, bring Joe Flacco back and I would keep him around. I, I would keep him around on the roster. It probably won't cost you too much uh, to keep him around. So I, I would certainly look to do that. And if, you know, the nasty man can't perform at a higher level next year. Why y'all keep calling him back? <laughs> that's what he is. I promise you, Joe Flacco's not coming back. You, so you think he's going to get easy because they're outbid and then he's going to go somewhere else? Or because you shown he can still start in the league, though. So uh, okay, so because they're outbid for his services in the summer, that's yeah. why he's gonna take more money to back up Deshaun Watson after he's been. He, he may not. Let, he up. led the Browns to the playoffs. He may not be. He may not be backing them up though. He may, he may not be backing them up. You're gonna have sixty million dollars on the bench. Yo, I, I I I don't put anything past anybody. That's all I'm saying. It, it seems crazy, but that is a that is a white man. And that matters in all this. All right. You let your your white backup in Cleveland, Ohio, outplayed you. That that fan base won't take much to turn on you. All right. You're not the guy that you were in Houston. And again, that that white man is outplaying you out there. I, I don't know, yo. Don't you see, you yeah. see, there's racism knows no bounds, guys. And by the way, it's it, I'm not even saying that like it's it's racist if he starts over him or nothing like that. I'm not it's not a no, no, he he by merit. Joe Flacco deserves an opportunity to compete for that job. But what I'm telling you is, is that 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 guy is gonna get the, he's playing better than you. He he he's won in the past. He's gonna lead him to don't God forbid they win a playoff game, Miles. God forbid. God forbid they win a playoff game with him. Because if they if they do, I'm telling you, the nasty man's out. Nasty man's out of there. His days are numbered. He's, he's, not, out he's not gonna be he's, out of there. He's not out of there, but he's not gonna start. It's going to be similar to what happened with the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl with uh, Nick Foles, where everybody was calling for him to come back. But you've got your franchise guy. Even Who was that? Who was that? that was Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Right here, they beat the Patriots. That's right, 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 right. Yeah, so it's one of those things where, sure, it would look good on Madden to start the guy who led you to the playoffs and the Super Bowl and all that stuff, but – you can't just move money around like that. Like it's a fully guaranteed contract. I don't like you said. He should be allowed to compete for the job, but then again, how can you justify putting a quarterback making fifty million dollars on the bench? You can't. I mean, if you're winning, that that helps justify it, right? Chris, you. You have to like skimp out on other positions though, because you've got all this money tied up into a backup quarterback, which would be historic, by the way. You'd have that money tied up regardless whether you play him or sit him. Yeah. Yep. But I feel like you have no choice but to do this. Like they they basically signed a deal with the devil when they gave him five years, two thirty, fully guaranteed. Like there's no way for him to he's not gonna take a pay cut. He's not gonna do what Russell Wilson did. So what did Russell Wilson even do? He didn't do nothing besides <laughs> he didn't do anything. Yeah, but his deal is a lot easier to get out of. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Look, at the end of the day, here's the way I see it. The money's dead no matter what. If you're losing games with him playing, you still right. spend $6 million a year on him. So you might as well, if you're going to ride around the casket, you might as well look good. That makes sense? Like you might as well just 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 win games while the money's dead as opposed to losing games when the money is when the money's being spent anyways. It don't make a difference. The money's gone. So if you can have Joe Flo- or Joe Flacco and keep him around, I would certainly look to do that. And I, I promise you, they're going to try to keep him around. I promise you that. I promise you that. Bomani Jones said that 
the biggest uh, death note for for a black quarterback in the NFL is when the, when there's a white backup behind you, because they're gonna back that ass up right at the starting job and take it take it from you the second you don't play well. They're gonna be chanting for that guy. Look at the way New York went crazy for Devito. Come on now, Devito ain't even that good. Devito, Devito, Devito over here throwing throwing uh, bounce passes and all that. And because he does this, because he does this, we're, we're in love with him. Yeah, all right, bro. Flacco, Flacco to the Raiders, calling it now. That's that's they're they're in quarterback hell. He's gonna have his pick, but he could go to the Steelers. I'm sure y'all should, you know. well, should call him. No, why would we call him to back up Aaron Rodgers? Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is old and brittle, and he may not be around next year because when when Kim sues that ass and takes all that money away or whatever, because <laughs> you want to say he he got on the Epstein list. Hey, the popular thing to do online now is to say uh, people we don't like are on the Epstein list. I mean, I saw your name on there, so. See? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't go sign that. I knew you were going to do that, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Sign I knew you were going to do that. Oh, my God. No, but I'm saying, like, Joe Flacco, he's had a great resurgence this year. He played a lot better. Even against the Jets, I wasn't expecting that because we have a really good defense. Um, but when you look at it, why would he come back? Why would he come back? He's played himself into a starting gig. That's fair. Somewhere else. Like, they already have their starting quarterback. The only reason he's here is because Deshaun got hurt. P.J. Walker sucks, and the rookie they drafted is no good either. So, But the draft is going to tell the story. A lot of these quarterback open open starting jobs are gonna be taken filled by uh young guys that come in. So I mean, even Bo Nix might start somewhere next year. His old ass. Yeah, but like you said, there's teams that are winning for no reason, like the Steelers, who are gonna have Kenny Pickett, who who was basically a healthy scratch last week because he didn't want to back up Mason Rudolph. So yeah. I'm thinking, let's bring in a proven guy who's been battle tested. He's got a Super Bowl. He was playing when Palomalu was jumping over the line. So, like, you know that he's he's got that dog in him. So, we'll see. I don't know. Probably Russ. Well, they didn't like my uh, my rush to the Steelers. I saw. I saw. And we're going to end off the show with NBA possible trade scenarios. Been a lot of names been thrown out there. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Donovan Mitchell possibly to the Knicks. You got Pascal Siakam, Kyle Kuzma, DeJounte Murray. Who are some of the big names that come to mind that have been thrown out there, and where do you think they're going to end up? I mean, I saw the Pascal to Sacramento talks kind of died out today, so we'll see. Um, but a dark horse from Portland – who knows? They could be really going all in on the rebuild. And, you know, Anthony Simons could be one of those guys that's available silently for, for trade. So hmm. if he is, he's going to have a lot of suitors because he's really good. He's He had a, a great mentor in Dame, and he's averaging like 27 a game right now. So I'm not going to say everybody from these, this trade list is a, an option for the the Knicks, but like if we're going for somebody who could be a star, I'd ask around to see how much it would cost to get Simons. 
you were you you um that that's 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 you're wishing on a star for sure with that um because i don't see how they move off with well, one of the only few young assets they have um over in portland it'd be pretty stupid to do that this soon um over there but maybe i i, I just you know, the big names you gotta look out for pascal siakam i think kuzma could get traded but they're asking for multiple first round picks so we'll see um the nets will not trade miles bridges He's not going anywhere. That Woj came out and like basically said that's not their plan. They're gonna look just because they lost a couple games doesn't mean they're gonna blow the whole thing up into oblivion. The Rockets have their picks up up until 2028. You can't do that. So they're gonna they're gonna try to get better um, with the with the trade. And I think the trade's gonna try, they're gonna try to go after Mitchell. I, I, you know they're gonna get in the sweepstakes for these guys and see what they can get. Uh, I think it's gonna be Donovan Mitchell they try to go after though. But Mitchell, um, Siakam, Kuzma. Uh, who, who else to, you know, am I forgetting here? So Murray's going to get traded for sure. Murray's going to get traded. DeJounte Murray will be traded uh, by the deadline, and it's a matter of where he goes, and it's a matter of when, not if. So he will be traded. Um, Haynes reported that today uh, as well. So it's going to be a very active trade deadline, but I think it'll be a very active couple of weeks heading into that that period too. Like I think January, the second half of January going into February, is going to be very, very active with trades. Uh, we're going to see a lot of guys fly around here um, because the reality is the NBA championship is up for grabs. No, there's no team that's a clear cut front runner for it. And I don't, I don't consider Denver to be like a clear cut front runner um, this year either. I think that anyone can win it this year. There are at least anyone in those top tiers. Um, so I think that you're, you're because of that, you're going to see a lot of activity on the trade market this year. And it's going to be fun to watch. Hopefully Julius Randle get traded out in New York. I'll tell you that. I'm sick and tired of watching that guy. I cannot stand his game. Get him out. It's not. It's not going to happen during the season. You don't think so? Oh, you know because yeah, because he's like the 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 best asset they have left. I forget. I forget. That's your asset. Oh, uh, and and Bridges. My bad. Will the, Will you saying are the Nets going to trade for Miles Bridges? I'm looking at the chat. No. Will they trade McCow? Well, That's well, your biggest trade asset right now. Not going to trade him. Like, I know, but you well, can, I, and you can get yeah. three or four first round picks for him, and then. The Nets can get two first rounders for, for uh, D uh, Dorian Finney Smith. <laughs> you don't think so? From a winning team, from a team that wants to win, they can get they can get two first rounders for that guy. They, they're not. They, they they offered that for uh, one of them got got a draw offer for a couple first uh, a couple years ago. But regardless, him and I'm saying one of them because Royce O'Neal is also on the team and they play the same role. But. I just think they're going to be in and they're going to try to get a little aggressive at some point here. It might be the summer, but I don't, I don't, my, there's no big trade coming for them. No blockbuster coming for the Nets until they look to acquire a star. I don't think it's going to be because they're, they're selling off their, their best player. Uh, yeah, the, and, and the Lakers will be active. We, we know that writing's in the wall. Uh, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, D'Angelo Russell might as well pack his bags now because he's out of there. He's, he's out of there. He's gone. Darvin Ham too. You need to go. Oh, Darvin about to get fired. The, the, yeah, Dar <laughs> Dar Darvin about to get out of here. Darvin about to be scratching that that bump, that knot on his head out, 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 as he flies out of LA. Hey man, you already know the vibes. If you stay ready, you're gonna get any bitch mob reality. <laughs> 